Welcome into Mock Trial Masterclass, your guide to controlling the courtroom. I'm Luke and I want you to be a Mock Trial Master. Let's talk about how you can make that happen. As I say all the time, objections can be one of the toughest, the most overwhelming, difficult parts of a trial to get right and nail down. And because of that, they can be overwhelming. But in this video, what we're going to talk about is how to argue objections well every time. Now, I have another episode on how to make objections well, and I'll leave the link to that in the description on YouTube and in the show notes on podcast platforms. But arguing objections really takes things to the next step. Because at the end of the day, when we make an objection, even if we do it really, really well, it's oftentimes just two words, right? Objection relevance, objection hearsay. And that's great, right? It's great to throw out those words, but oftentimes it's gonna come back to us or if we're responding to an objection, we're gonna have to argue in response to the other side's objection. And that's where things can get a little bit tricky, a little bit overwhelming if you don't have a formula. But here's what I'm gonna promise you. If you follow this formula, if you implement it into your objection responses and other arguments with objections, you're going to be more comfortable. Your objection arguments are going to be a million times cleaner and better. And you're not going to win every time, but you're going to win a whole heck of a lot of the time because you have a process. This is tried and true. This is what I did in my competing career. It's what I coach my students to do. And now I'm going to coach you to do exactly the same thing. Are you ready to start rocking out with objections? Here we go. So the first thing you need to do when you're arguing an objection is return to the rule, or as I like to say, RTR. Now, if you live in the South where I do, RTR typically refers to Alabama football and saying roll tide roll. But within the context of mock trial, for me and for my students, RTR means return to the rule. Objections are all about the rules of evidence because when we object, we're not just making logical arguments. We're not just saying, well, uh, because he's blind, uh, he couldn't see, and therefore he, we shouldn't listen to him. And, and we're also not saying, right, well, that's something somebody else said, and, and because we can't talk to that person, it's not reliable. Right? We have the rules of evidence to give us a framework for when something is or is not reliable. So that's what we need to rely on is the rules of evidence which is why the first thing you gotta do when you're arguing objections is return to the rule. Which rule do you return to? Well, you return to the rule that deals with the situation you're dealing with. And you don't always have to cite a rule number, right? Don't freak out about having to memorize all these numbers, but you do need to know the rules themselves so that if someone, if someone objects to hearsay, you can respond and say, first thing out of your mouth, you return to the rule, you say, we are under the hearsay rule, Hearsay is an out-of-court statement offered in court to prove the truth of the matter asserted. If someone objects to relevance, you can say, Your Honor, the rule for relevance says that relevant evidence is evidence that has any tendency to make a fact of consequence more or less probable. Right? You can get there quickly if you've done the work ahead of time to learn the rules of evidence. But you got to get there. Right? you got to pour out that rule. Because if we don't have the context for the rule and, and what we're even talking about, then how am I, as the judge, supposed to rule for you? How am I, as the judge, supposed to believe you're right if you're not bringing me to the rule that says you're right? 
So the first thing you need to do in every objection response is you need to return the rule. Now, while it's really crucial that you RTR, you do need to make sure that you're not being corny or repetitive. For example, if someone objects to relevance more than once in a row, you don't need to cite the rule twice. At that point, it becomes a little bit hokey. Just stick to once, but you can still return to the rule in your head. And make sure that the rule you return to is the rule that applies to the situation that helps you win the objection, not necessarily the one your opponent objected to. If your opponent objects to hearsay, the response might be a hearsay exception rule rather than the hearsay rule itself. Once you've returned to the rule, once you've done the RTR part, you need to do something with that rule. And the thing we do with the rule is we connect the rule to the evidence in question. What does that mean? Well, it means we take the rule that we just recited, right? We just said hearsay is this, relevance is this, the rule for experts is this. And then we explain how that rule applies to what we're talking about. So let me give you an example, right? We used the example of hearsay a minute ago. If someone is objecting to an in-court statement saying that that's hearsay, right? I just cited the rule for hearsay, which starts with hearsay is an, an out-of-court statement, right? In-court statements can't be hearsay. So the first thing I'm going to do in my response is I'm going to RTR. I'm going to say, Your Honor, according to the hearsay rule or according to Rule 801, hearsay is an out-of-court statement offered for the truth of the matter asserted. Now, when I go to connect the rule, again, all I'm doing is explaining how that rule applies to this situation. So since we're dealing in this example with an in-court statement, I'm going to look at the judge and say, And Your Honor, we're dealing here with an in-court statement. So since the rule says that hearsay has to be an out-of-court statement, and this is an in-court statement, it's not hearsay. Did you see how simple that was? I, I didn't have to make some big logical leap. There was no uh, you know, big words or eloquent explanation on my part. I just looked at the judge, or you, know, you as the person watching this video, and I said, look, here's the rule. And here's why the rule says that what we're doing is okay. Or if I'm arguing the other way, here's why the rule I'm quoting says what they're doing is not okay. Does that make sense? All we're doing is we're taking the rule we return to, we start with the RTR, and then we connect that rule to the evidence in question. We explain why that rule applies and lets us do what we want to do or doesn't let the other side do what they want to do. If you're struggling to make a connection, if you recite the rule, you return to the rule, and you're thinking to yourself, well, how does that really apply to this situation? Then it probably doesn't apply to that situation, and you've probably returned to the wrong rule. So it's important to get that first part right. It's important to do the RTR, and then once you do that, connect the rule to the evidence in question. Before we get into the third and final thing you need to argue objections like a mock trial master every time, I want to remind you that you can schedule coaching with me. And look, I know that objections are really, really hard, and a couple of 10-minute videos aren't going to be enough to get you exactly where you're going to want to be. They're going to help, and they're going to really take you to the next level. But if you want to spend some time on me, I promise that I can work with you one-on-one -on -one to really accelerate things and help to get you to the point where objections or second nature to you. It'll take work, but I'm willing to put that work in with you. So if you want to schedule coaching to work on objections or anything else with me and you, with me and you and a teammate, me and you and your entire team, if that's what you want to do, you can click the link in the description on YouTube or in the show notes on podcast platforms to schedule coaching. All right, the final thing you got to do to argue objections like a mock trial master is fight. One of the lawyers that I coach with loves to make the example of 
how objections are not like a gumball machine. You remember gumball machines when you would go to the front of the store and you drop in a quarter and you turn the crank and then you step back and no matter what you do from that point, the gumball is going to come out. Objections don't work like that. You don't get to just drop in your objection, turn the crank and step back and hope for the best. You've got to keep pounding away at your opponent and keep going for the win. So when you drop in your little two-word objection and you say, objection hearsay, objection relevance, right? don't run away. Don't just step back and, and hope for the best and see what happens. You're in the arena now and you've got to keep fighting in the arena. So go for it, man. Go for it. Fight for your side. Now we don't want to get angry, right? We don't get, want to get emotional. But think about this. If I'm a judge and I've got one side that is super, super passionate about their objection, the other side is not, and I'm struggling to decide who's right from a legal standpoint, who do you think I'm going to go with? You know the answer to that question. So go be that person. Go be the person that fights for your side. Go be the person that looks at the judge and says, you know, Your Honor, with all due respect, they're wrong, and, and here's why they're wrong, and here's why the rule says they're wrong. And, and with all due respect, Your Honor, that's not the correct way to interpret this rule. This is, see, look over here, I'm right. right you see how I'm getting into it? You see how I'm, I'm caring about the situation? I'm not just standing here stiff reciting something that my coach told me to recite. I care. I'm fighting for my side. I'm fighting for my team. That's how you win objections. You return to the rule, you connect that rule to the evidence in question, and then it's game on, man. It's time to fight. It's time to get dirty. It's time to get in the arena and fight for your side. Because if you can't do that, I promise you're not going to win objections on a consistent basis. Don't drop the gumball in and turn the crank and hope for the best. Go get in the arena. Go fight for your team. I hope that this framework for objections gives you some encouragement as you go to argue them. Because again, arguing objections is difficult. It's not easy. But if you put this framework into practice, it's going to help you in the moment know what to say and process your thoughts as you're having to think on your feet. And it's going to help everyone else understand your arguments better, take them in more clearly. And because of that, like I said at the beginning, you're going to start winning objections more.